0: Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps.
1: Welcome to Queen City Creeps, your favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Jennifer. Hey. And Shelby. Hello. And today, we are going to talk about a legacy, a family tradition.
0: Is it about incest? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, less interested.
1: Huh. (laughs) Weird that you went there. (laughs) Automatically. Is it? A little bit. But it's fine. It's not unexpected. Is it incesty? No. Oh, okay. it's not incesty at all. I don't. You made it seem like it was, was a little this. bit. No. Okay. Yeah. I was legacy and family tradition incest. Family tradition, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be keeping it in the family. Yeah. Maybe that's like their tradition. That's a
0: tradition.
1: <laughs> yeah. If they do it all the time, that's tradition.
0: But but my assessment was ridiculous. So don't mind me. So yes. it's
1: fine. Okay. So aside from that, I need to know. Your closest brush with celebrity.
0: My closest brush with celebrity.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Like a famous person that you've like met, or like met through a person, or you being famous. I mean, Shelby, you went on tour with some decently famous people.
0: I mean, moderately. I mean, we played. Well, fuck it. Let's let's tell a story.
1: Yes! Uh, yes. Okay.
0: So I was I was on tour with uh, a band that actually the guy still lives around here, um, but he was uh, he was a big deal in the '90s. I'm not going to name names. It's kind of a it's not a great story for him. Okay. Um, I was 17, I think, and we weren't really on tour together. We literally just like played the same shows several nights in a row. Like, they were on the same bills that we were several times in a row, so we didn't really think too much about it. Mm-hmm. And we'd been hanging out for, I mean, every night of that, and me just getting absolutely tanked with him at 17, uh, you know, like yeah. a responsible child.
1: That I mean, Shelby, these are the stories that people pay for.
0: Right. But also, right. he didn't know I was 17, so it never really occurred to him. That makes sense. And then, sense. by the end of the tour, he was like, hey... So, I do this thing uh, with people that I really enjoy that I would like to see if you'd be interested in. Oh, God. And immediately, I'm like... Swingers? No, my first thought was he wants to put it in my butt. And I'm like, well... (laughs) I mean, I respect this guy, so, like, solid maybe. But, uh, no, he he wanted to brand me.
1: Whoa! And I was like,
0: huh. I mean, no.
1: What the fuck?
0: My my, my first thought was, man, I was gonna let this guy put it in my ass, but he wants to brand me. I'm not into that. So yeah, Wait, so he I he does
1: that with everybody, is that no, what he said? No, people well, that he likes. Yeah, you know,
0: people like he really enjoys or really enjoyed hanging out with. The for butt stuff a he'll do with pretty much anyone.
1: Right. Right. right me or him. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, regardless.
1: Dealer's choice.
0: So anyway, uh, I ran into this person uh probably 6 years later, 7 years later, something like that. He remembers none of this. Didn't really remember who I was, doesn't remember much of this conversation. So obviously there were some other things involved there, but I did not get branded. I am still. uh, My skin is still unmarred by anybody but myself. Huh. That's always a good start. But
1: okay, I'm just curious how many people he branded. Also, what was the brand? Yeah, it was just an X. Oh. That's stupid. Maybe that's how he identifies, like, his friends. Right. Just in like, case, like, he's he fucked up remember. all the time. I feel like yeah.
0: if I would have told him the story and then, like, hyped my pants down and showed him the X on my ass, that he'd been like, oh, man, what's up? I <laughs> what's remember
1: up, that man? ass. Right. <laughs> also, why does it always come back to the ass with you?
0: It actually wasn't on the ass. That wasn't.
1: Where did he want intent. to brand you?
0: Uh, the Forehead.
1: What? what? No. Wow, that was loud. Um, <laughs> no. So
0: he had one. And that was kind of the...
1: Huh. Inclusive. He had an thing. X on his forehead. Yeah. Interesting. No, no. Was it an X or a cross, like Ash Wednesday?
0: <laughs> i mean being a lapsed Catholic. I really can't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> huh.
1: I'm okay, that's, Jennifer. That's weird. Oh yeah. What's the What's this question? Um... <laughs> Closest brush I mean, with celebrity. Yes. I don't meet people that are celebrities, so
0: you don't leave the house.
1: I sometimes leave the house. Jeez.
0: It's just harder when you don't go do stuff. I don't know.
1: That's true. Uh, Who's the most
0: famous person you met? Like the car dealer in your hometown or who are we dealing (laughs) with?
1: I guess I sort of met the um, lead singer of The Cab like in college. The Cab? Yeah. I don't know what The Cab is. Is that like a cool way of saying The Cab for Cutie? That's what I was thinking. No, it's just called The Cab. Oh, Oh. Then
0: I have no idea who that is.
1: Okay, so there's that.
0: <laughs> did you like do blow with him? Or...
1: <laughs> no, it was just a picture. Oh. And that's of
0: it. you doing blow with him? No oh okay hmm.
1: and yeah, I, I totally don't...
0: misread this conversation. yeah, it's yeah he he came
1: he did a um a show at MSU and it was just a free show. I don't know. so
0: and he's then, pretty famous. Okay. when
1: we stayed. <laughs> yes, so he famous. Was, he was the headliner, so whoa. I mean, Whoa. I know I knew this, his songs before – maybe it was just me, but I knew his songs before um, he got there. So it's not like I just was like, oh, okay, I need to brush up on my cab. On the cab. On the cab. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, that's about it. And Jeff Houghton, have- I haven't met him, but I saw him across the street once. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not – that's like a um, – Local celebrities, so I don't know. If yeah,
0: he's a regional celebrity. We now. Regional, sure.
1: We've met pretty much everybody featured in Instagram. Husband, okay. We're serious, there you go. serious business around here.
0: The fuck is that?
1: I'll show you. It's on okay. YouTube. It sounds good. It's Thanks. Fine. It's fine. So that's it. You met that guy? I mean, my memory is horrible. Does he so, have a name?
0: Like,
1: I don't remember mm-hmm. it. Okay, so I have guy, no uh, idea what it is. So
0: on the back of this picture, you just wrote "Guy from the Cab" With 2006 a heart. or something.
1: I said lead singer from the Cab.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, it was a horrible picture, too. It was super blurry. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. It was great. Well, my friends and I all in college were really into, like, red dirt music, which is, like, rock and country had a baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's called southern rock.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, Boys from Oklahoma type situation. So, I, like, I've met a lot of those dudes because, like, they would tour around and, like, my friends knew them. So, like, we would go to the Snorty Horse or whatever And it would be like the snorty, it was a bar. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it. I'm sorry. Um, so we would go there. Like, we had a friend that was a bouncer there at the time. So we would meet like Mickey and the Motor Cars and Reckless Kelly. And I mean, pretty much like all of those dudes, like, I've met at one point or another. And they're all really nice. But what ties into the story is back in the day, our former president, Mr. Barack Obama, came to Springfield, he's come twice. Whoa. And as a young professional and a blazer I was the perfect person to sit behind him in like stands and I was on CNN directly behind Barack Obama and my mom hated every second of it because she's a Republican and made it really sad <laughs> but she was not proud so yeah I got I got to like but you didn't meet but Barack I did Obama. like in passing shaking a hand okay. blah 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 okay so yeah but yeah so I got to sit and do that and so, so, you just, so you just sat
0: behind him, though. Like, your mom was upset about that part, just, yeah. just sitting there? You yeah. just, she was like, even
1: there. She, like, wasn't. I wouldn't say she was upset. She was, like, not proud. Right.
0: You didn't have, like, a sign that said, <laughs> I heart abortions or something behind him, though, or anything, right? I oh, mean, for
1: sure I did. But oh, that's, okay. like, tattooed on my body. You can't right. see that. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, so that's my closest brush to celebrity. All right. And it's going to lead into my story this evening which is the bell witch it's a pretty pretty famous legend and it is frequently promoted with two claims one that it's the only haunting known to have actually killed a person oh and two it's the only haunting ever to have directly involved a u.s president oh my gosh i know it's very exciting Are you guys ready for this
0: So, so ready.
1: So ready? Okay, so in the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to the Red River Bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee, and settled in a community, Red River... Uh, which would later become Adams, Tennessee, many, many years later. So you can find that on the map if you guys are so inclined. He purchased some land and built a large house for his family. And over the next couple of years, they were very successful. So he acquired more land, increasing his holdings to 328 acres, all of which were cleared for planting. And supposedly around this time, um, when he's clearing something for planting, they found this mound. And in this mound, according to legend, there were bones. And it's an Indian burial ground and blah, blah, blah. But that has never been verified as actually happening, but that's why I mentioned the 328 acres of land. Gotcha. Because Indian burial, burial grounds are a thing.
0: Continue. I've, I've read Stephen King books, I understand. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Bells had three more children after moving to Tennessee. They, you know, bred like bunnies. They had Elizabeth, who went by Betsy, like you do, uh, Richard, and Joel, but Betsy's the most important one to our story. Keep that in mind. Okay? Okay.
0: I was already pretty indifferent to Richard and Joel, so I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Old Dickie and Joel, no one gives a fuck. So, one day in 1817, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield when he encountered a very strange-looking animal sitting in the middle of a cornrow. He was shocked by the appearance of this animal because it had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. So he shot at it, like you do. Right. And the animal vanished.
0: Like into thin air or like into the brush?
1: Like poof, gone. Oh,
0: so, like, a big dog with a rabbit head?
1: Uh... Like big
0: dog, tiny rabbit head?
1: I feel like, probably proportionally, it was accurate. So, let's say, like, like a... Like a terrier. Like a wee terrier. I don't know this for sure. This is all speculation. Right. But, like, I feel like if it was the body of a Great Dane with a rabbit head, there probably would have been, like... That would be amazing. ...more commotion.
0: That would be really confusing, yeah. It would
1: be so confusing.
0: My aunt had a dog named Pee Wee, and he was basically a beer keg covered in tumors. Kind <laughs> of oh, like that.
1: God. <laughs> Yeah, but with like buck teeth.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Peewee. Cool. I didn't know you'd met this dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love Peewee. He's one of my favorites.
0: He's blind, deaf, had like two teeth, but they were both right in the
1: front. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. So following this occurrence, other odd things began to happen. One of John's other son, Drew, who was born before they moved to Tennessee, approached an unknown bird perched on a fence, and that flew off. Like looked him in the eye, and then just flew off. But it was extraordinary in size. I don't have a size of the bird. Don't ask me. It was probably a pterodactyl.
0: You say unknown You say unknown bird like he hadn't met this bird before? <laughs>
1: Listen, Shelby. A stranger is just a friend that you haven't met. Right. That's and true. a
0: pterodactyl on your fence is what now?
1: <laughs> an unknown bird. Okay. Gotcha. The daughter, Betsy, would observe a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree outside of their house. And this happened a couple of times. Like swinging playing, not swinging okay, like, not or by, like hanging, lynching. Neck, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very different things. And then Dean, a slave of the Bell family, reported being followed home by a large dog on the evenings when he would visit his wife. A large black dog, specifically. Okay. Which is like a sign of like the devil or whatever. Like, right,
0: the black dog has yeah. always been symbolic. it's
1: not good. But that's the only time you'll hear about Dean, really. So, yeah. Okay. So after all this starts happening, the Bells began hearing beating sounds on the outside walls of their house uh the mysterious mysterious sounds would continue with increased frequency and force each night so it just escalated like crazy like a lot of the hauntings that we've talked about have yeah bell and his son would run outside to try and catch the culprit but they would always return empty handed kind of like that scene in science where they run outside it's like, i'm gonna fucking beat you up whatever I love science. It's such a good movie. I feel like that, you reference it way too often. That, I love that movie. That also
0: explains how you're able to quote it almost directly. <laughs> we're going to beat you up or whatever. Fuck you. We're going to
1: kick <laughs> your ass. Okay. In the weeks that followed, the bell children began waking up frightened, and they would complain that like rats were gnawing at their bedposts or nibbling on their toes. Like People were pulling no, blankets that. off of them. Like, all sorts of shit. I hate rats. So if I even suspected that, no.
0: My, just when my dad first lived in the farmhouse that I grew up in, he had, like, a, uh, well, let's suppose, like, a terrier with a rabbit head-sized rat pull a, fucking, pull a fucking pork chop off of a griddle that he was cooking <laughs> it on. <laughs> oh, my God. So, God. He walked back in, the thing's just working its ass off trying to get this pork chop off. Holy shit. But again, Ugh. the griddle's hot, so the thing is hurting itself trying to get yeah. this, but the payoff is massive. That's, like, half its yeah. body weight. Yeah, that's so. true.
1: Um, Okay, so yeah, like I said, the children had begun complaining about having their bedclothes pulled off of them at night, like their pillows would be yanked yanked out from underneath their head, like while they're sleeping, like all sorts of shit. So as the time went on, they started hearing whispering voices, which they couldn't really understand because they were so weak, but it sounded like an old woman whispering like church hymns. Oh, no, which I you. honestly can't think of anything spookier than that. Yeah. Yep. No. Don't care for um, it. <laughs> except when Eliza like mutters at me with hard consonants and makes me really nervous, which she does occasionally. Wait, like what? Like just, just not even words. <laughs> like she'll just like roll her eyes at me and then like mutter under her breath, but it's like really aggressive. Oh my god, <laughs> she's freaks me out. <laughs> she's so, obviously possessed. It's obviously. all for
0: you, Damien. It's <laughs> all
1: for you. <laughs> Okay, so then encounters escalated even more, and the Bell's daughter, Betsy, um, began experiencing just, like, relentless, brutal encounters with this invisible person. It would pull her hair, and it would slap her to the point that it was leaving welts and handprints all over her body. Yeah. Um, But old John Bell told his family to keep all of this a secret, because people would think that it was the devil and think somebody was a witch. Right, obviously. But... It finally got to the point that he was like, fuck it. Like, I need to share my family trouble, which is the Bell Witch book is known as my family trouble. Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: Also, this was before the era of like, hey, John, you can't beat your family. You so you have to make up tr- stories and send them to school <laughs> a with them. That's Right, true. exactly.
1: Um. So he decided to share his problems with his closest friend and neighbor, neighbor James Johnson. Clever name. I know. So he was like, you know what? Me and my wife are going to spend the night at your house. We're going to hang out and we'll let you know what happens to us, right? But the same thing happened to them. Like, they stayed one night, their bed covers were yanked off, and they were slapped in the face repeatedly. And at this point, Johnson sprang out of bed, exclaiming, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? There was no response. But the remainder of the night was relatively quiet after that. Invoking a the name of the Lord. Disrespectful ghost. Motherfucker.
0: I just wanted to bitch slap him again. Just one more time. Just one yes. more. Just Who one... am
1: I? Who are you, sons of bitches? One more
0: for the road, common name man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the next morning, he told John Bell that he was sure it was a spirit, just like in the Bible. Right, obviously. Yep. So soon, the word of the haunting spread.
0: Hold um, on, I don't remember anything in Proverbs about a slappy ghost. <laughs> can you <laughs> Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me?
1: Yeah, ask me about the Bible, Shelby. Okay, let's <laughs> <That's> just. <it.
0: laughs> Sorry, you said it and it just caught me really off guard. I'm like, <laughs> I've, I've read this book. I've read it a couple of times. And I don't remember anything about like a pimp ghost just backhanding people in their beds.
1: God damn it. Okay, so like I said, the word of the haunting spread and people would show up to like try and hang out with this witch ghost, right? Because it's an old lady, so they assume witch slapping people. Right, obviously. Right yeah so the apparition had already been like whispering but as more people came like it grew in strength as far as like the strength of its voice and so they could understand what it was saying um so they would ask it who are you and what do you want and the voice would reply i am a spirit i was once very happy but i have been disturbed and it would ask just give tons of reasons as to why it was there what was happening like no one could really get the same answer twice but a lot of times it would tie it back to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property, like I mentioned before, and made Drew Bell and Bennett Porter, a friend of the family, like, sent them on a treasure hunt, telling them that there were, like, all these ancient artifacts buried. <laughs> so they had to, like, they never found anything. So this ghost is a goddamn liar. Yes, it's, so like, just fucking with people, basically. Yeah, essentially. Like, if Shelby was a ghost, he would totally be this ghost.
0: I mean, when you have an eternity to fuck with people, why not fuck with people? Fuck
1: that's- I mean, people. that's valid. Exactly. So then the ghost started having, like, full conversations with people, and then it started repeating sermons that were given at the same time. So, like, say a sermon happened at one play, like one church on one Sunday morning, and at the exact same time, in a different church, it was 13 miles apart. It could repeat the two sermons word for word. So it wasn't like somebody in the, you know, audience congregation, whatever. You <laughs> know, the <laughs> audience. Could be in both. You know what I mean? Right. That's weird. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it could be in like two places at one time. All right. Yeah. It was kind of weird.
0: I can't remember a sermon that I sat through in one place. I can't either. That's amazing.
1: I've only yeah. been to like Easter and Christmas though. So a lot of it's about <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> right. Obviously. Okay. So, the entity was well acquainted with biblical texts, much like Shelby, and appeared to enjoy religious arguments. Like, people, you know, ministers would come in and have full-on just religious conversations with this ghost. Hey, Shelby, do you have um, religious conversations with people a lot?
0: I try to avoid them if at as possible.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So not quite like Shelby. Yeah, but he's got all this information because he used to bang people in churches.
0: I also do. I also have a really intimidating <laughs> whisper, so that we do. Have a lot of calm,
1: yeah, you do. Very no. ominous whisper. Okay, so as another amusement, the witch would share gossip about activities in other households. So, like, she would spill all the tea, all the receipts.
0: I don't know what the <laughs> people the rece- are
1: saying.
0: <laughs> no, but like that's. That's what I was wondering, Emily. If she can hear in two churches at once, she knows yeah. everything going on in the neighborhood. Too. So, yeah. I, I want to be
1: would, this witch. She would share gossip from other households. And, like, I at times gossip. you would ask a question and she would leave, go visit other homes, and then come back with the answer. What? Within, like, a brief I need time to be frame. friends with what this witch. fucking
0: dickhead spirit.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, John Johnson. <laughs> stop. <laughs> the son of James. FYI. So they are related.
0: How many more generations before Don Johnson was born uh, and Miami Vice happened?
1: 75.
0: Okay. Yeah. 75 generations. Got it.
1: <laughs> John Johnson devised a, wit- a test for the witch, which was asking it a question that someone, something that no one outside of his family would know. Um, he asked the witch what his Dutch step grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong, which, what the fuck? which what what is it the answer is hut tut what has happened now and she said it in his crazy grandmother's dutch accent no which i'm not even going to try and do because i don't know what that sounds like
0: i feel like that's a quote from a book though
1: i don't know that
0: sounds really familiar like
1: are you thinking tut tut looks like rain
0: because that's from maybe Winnie the poo maybe i don't fucking know. <laughs> i'm just
1: telling I,
0: you i heard it and i'm just like now hold on a damn second here i've <laughs> Do Sometimes. I know th- do I know this guy's bench stroke? Is that I'm
1: telling you you are the witch. That's true. Anyway. Fuck. Okay. I
0: might be. <laughs> anyway.
1: So, another thing that happened was that an Englishman stopped to visit and investigate. He kind of talked about his family overseas and the witch started mimicking his accent, which like he I guess technically he was an American. Um, But his family were English citizens, so they had British accents. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she started to mimic his parents. And again, early in the morning, she woke him up, the witch, uh, using the voices of his parents, worried that he'd heard his voice as well. So, like, he could hear his parents talking about they had heard his voice. Okay. Yeah. So he left that morning. And later wrote back to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England, and he apologized profusely for his skepticism. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So, for all that this uh, witch was kind of a bitch, <laughs> she actually really liked Lucy, who was John Bell's wife, and would tell people that she was the most perfect woman to walk the earth.
0: This witch is starting to sound a lot like Lucy
1: and then lucy or the witch would also leave lucy fresh fruit and sing special hymns that lucy would request from her <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> so come on down to the bell house for ghost karaoke <laughs> yes
1: so as i mentioned all the shit is going down and word of this crazy supernatural phenomena is spreading fucking everywhere like witchy wildfire okay mm mm-hmm. did you um, write
0: that down no okay
1: <laughs> I have so dot 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 as word of a supernatural phenomena spread outside the settlement.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: Witchy wildfires all me, bitch. He's pretty good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, It got to the point that then Major General Andrew Jackson took interest. Da-da-da!
0: There's the tie in that I've been waiting on.
1: I know. Uh, it turns out that John Bell Jr drew bell and jesse bell john bell's three oldest sons had actually fought under general jackson in the battle of new orleans so in 1819 jackson decided to visit the bell farm and see what the hoopla was about those are not my words obviously i don't you would not say that his party consisted of several men some well-groomed horse groomed horses in a wagon but as the entourage approached the bell property the wagon stopped because the horses just wouldn't move forward. Like, they had to leave the horses there. They would not go under the bell property. That's when you know you shouldn't go there. When the horses stop, yeah. you need to also stop.
0: hmm I feel like the horses just knew they'd have nothing in common with her, so why even bother going any farther? Everybody's going out there to have conversations. The horses are just like, what are we right? going to talk about?
1: That's true. So they went up the lane and got to the bell home. And Andrew Jackson and John Bell had a very long discussion about the Indians and other topics that were, of course, interesting to Andrew Jackson. And they were just kind of waiting to see if the entity would actually show up, right? Nothing happened. They all kind of just hung out until one of the dudes, claimed to be a witch tamer, pulled out a shiny pistol and and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that came into contact with it. Uh, he went on to say that the reason that the Bell Witch had never shown up was because she was so scared of him and his <laughs> silver bullet. How do you shoot an entity that is just a ghost, like doesn't have a like full well, human? Yeah. Well, the yeah. Winchesters use rock salt, but generally, generally, it's like manifested in some way, shape, or form. But sure. I'm just saying supernatural.
0: Also, what, right. a, what a dick. They made this whole trip, and he walks in there with a silver bullet and scares the thing off. hmm I'd be pissed how it was Andrew Jackson at this point. Like, who fucking invited this guy? Who Probably in-
1: Andrew Jackson.
0: Who invited the witch tamer.
1: Okay. So, witch is scared of this badass motherfucker. Right. Says this, and immediately the man started screaming, and his body was jerked in different directions. Um, he started complaining that he was being stuck with pins and was being beaten severely. A strong, swift kick to the men's posterior region. (laughs) You wrote that? I didn't write that.
0: (laughs) Women also have asses. What the fuck are you trying to say? Yeah.
1: (laughs) From an invisible foot sent him flying out the front door. Good. Yeah. The angry entity then spoke up and announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party and that he would be identified and tormented the following evening. Because she was tired?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like,
1: just wait. Just wait for it, motherfuckers. Right. Okay. (laughs) So now... This
0: this witch has a great sense of, like, building anticipation.
1: I know.
0: Everybody's like, who's the Judas? Who's the guy?
1: We're going to (laughs) kick all of you out. Okay, so now all the dudes were terrified and were begging Jackson to leave the bell farm. But Jackson insisted on saying that he could figure out who the other fraud was. Who's the the Judas, as Shelby would say, because he likes, you know, religious texts. I wanted to (laughs) to paper that
0: in there for you anyway.
1: Yep. Um, the men eventually went to sleep outside in the tents, like, would continually beg Jackson, Jackson to leave. What happened next is not exactly clear, but the Jackson and his entourage did not stay the night. They put up their tents, everything, they left in the middle of the night and were headed back to Nashville the next morning. So, they were spooked the fuck out. But there's,
0: there's no official record from Jackson on this?
1: Yeah. So that's the other thing about this is that, like, I'll come to it later. Maybe I will.
0: Actually, he's a guy Probably that wrote... Not. He wrote down a lot of stuff.
1: He did. And, like, the thing about the Bell Witch is that it was published in a newspaper by a guy who had a diary from John Bell's son or something. Who, like, kept track of all this, like, the things that happened to his family. Mm-hmm. But it was published, like, 30 years after the son died. So there's literally no real proof of any of this. Good. Like there's various accounts of a John Bell living in the area but like one of them he was kind of like a drunk and a miscreant and the other one he was kind of a wealthy landowner you can do um, both there well yeah <laughs> one was that he was married to some lady who became the witch after he murdered her there's but there's no proof of Andrew Jackson ever visiting or like these sons having fought under Andrew Jackson it's like a whole thing so so what
0: it's are we really doing right now then
1: I'm just telling you. Okay. Hold on. I'm telling you the story, Shelby. That's fine. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So all of this is going on, but it's not hindering from young, hindering young Betsy from falling in love with a local boy. She's getting slapped repeatedly, probably by her dad, let's be real. But she's falling in love with a man named Joshua Gardner who didn't live very far with her, from her, and with the blessing of her parents, they decided to marry. And everyone was super happy about their engagement, except for the Bell Witch, who said, dear Betsy, don't marry this motherfucker. Well, she has one less person to slap. Exactly. So that's not going to make her happy.
0: I think the same thing. Like, You never cared about this person's well-being until just now, but now you're like, don't marry this guy. And it's like, well, I should probably marry this guy if this thing that keeps slapping me says not to. Uh,
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Betsy and Joshua couldn't, like, go anywhere without this Bell Witch, like, taunting them like talking about them slapping them hitting them like he was woken up in the middle of the night like it was miserable he made them like their lives miserable was this witch sexually attracted to, to betsy betsy i don't really know but because she sounds like a jealous bitch she does and also
0: into aggressive foreplay
1: yeah exactly <laughs> weird sex magic okay um so finally betsy met joshua at the river where he'd initially proposed and broke off their engagement Wah, 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 Sad. Um, so the disturbances decreased after Betsy ended the engagement. But it kind of made people really look at this guy named Richard Powell. Um, he had been Betsy and Joshua's school teacher. And had been noticeably interested in Betsy for some time. And had even expressed an interest to her parents in marrying her when she became older.
0: Creepy.
1: Um, he was 11 years Betsy's senior. And a lot of people believe that he was actually a student of the occult. So they think maybe, like, he somehow brought this on to Betsy. But then there are other accounts that said that he had been interested in her, yes, but he was actually already married. His wife didn't live with him. And he expressed disappointment with Betsy's engagement, but also wished her a long and prosperous marriage with Joshua Gardner. So it's kind of again, like oh. conflicting things as far as what's actually going on here. Yeah. Okay. Um so also,
0: we don't know that Betsy ever actually existed, right? Right. So we have conflicting accounts within well, the conflicting account.
1: I'm sure that there is a Betsy Bell that lived in the eighteen hundreds in this area. But whether or not she was actually tormented by a bell witch, I don't know for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, the disturbance decreased a little after Betsy ended the engagement, but the Entity continued to torment John Bell, who was, like, her big focus anyway, and at this point started vowing to kill him. Yep. So, he started experiencing episodes of twitching in his face and was having difficulty swallowing, and he he, he just declined in health, like, nobody's business. Like, he couldn't leave the house, and in the house, he stuck with the Entity, and, like... They started removing his shoes when he tried to leave. <laughs> while he was walking out? Yeah. And slapping his face um, until he started having seizures. Damn. Yeah.
0: Slapping his face until he started having seizures. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How hard do uh-huh. you to hit somebody?
1: <laughs> so fucking hard.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Okay. So he, on December 19th, actually slipped into a coma and then died the next morning. After his death, the family found a small vial of unidentified liquid in his bedside table. John Bell Jr. gave some of it to their cat, which died instantly. <laughs> Why the fuck did he give it to his cat? <laughs> they want to know what it is.
0: See, I'm still just it's amazed- an okay. unidentified
1: vial of liquid.
0: I'm still just imagining the Grey's Anatomy episode where it's like the man slipped into a coma. I've seen this before. It's from the slaps.
1: It's. <laughs> <laughs> So after the cat just like pieced the fuck out, the bell witch spoke up exclaiming joyfully, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, and it sure fixed him. So then John Jr. threw the vial into the fireplace where it burst into a bright bluish flame and shot up the chimney. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? You don't have anything to say to that. It just seems dramatic. This is like- <laughs>
0: This sounds like some shit that you made up before you came to the studio today, honestly. No!
1: This is the Bell Witch. I'm not kidding. John Bell's funeral was the one of the largest ever held in Robertson County, Tennessee.
0: Bullshit. There'd be a record.
1: I'm just telling you. I know. <laughs> As family and friends began leaving the graveyard, the entity laughed loudly and began to sing a song about a bottle of brandy. It like a drinking song. Like... That's really disrespectful, okay. yeah. obviously, at the graveyard where people are sad because he just got poisoned and their cat died. Right. Yeah. Definitely about the cat dying. The cat dying. Definitely. Yeah, that's really. Do
0: you not touches... drink at funerals?
1: Oh, I drink at funerals, but we're German. Like during the funeral? Yeah. Or like afterwards? After? It's like awake type of thing. Right. Before,
0: during, for 25 years after.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> what if. Um, her singing didn't stop until the very last person left the graveyard. To see now, um, and this, then this ghost
0: had nothing better to do with her time. I feel
1: yeah. Like. So in April of 1821, the entity visited John Bell's widow Lucy, you know, who she loved, yeah, very much, loved her. Probably brought her some fresh fruit and told her that it would return for a visit in seven years. Where? What is? What is it doing in seven years? What's it doing for seven years? I don't know. It's probably on vacation. vacation. Probably
0: right traveling the world like it does every night. Apparently, it's like yeah. the
1: genie in Aladdin. You know, like he pieces out, and he's like, I'm going to go live my life.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it did. It returned in 1828, as promised. Uh, Most of its visits centered around John Bell, Jr., with whom the entity discussed such things as the origin of life, civilizations, Christianity, and the need for a mass spiritual reawakening. Super deep, man. I know. One interesting thing is it actually predicted um, the Civil War the outcome of the Civil War, and other such events. What? But I can't find any record of what those other events were. Right. And this was published after the Civil War. Hmm. So, there's
0: that. Yeah, that confirmation bias is cool, isn't it?
1: Yep. So, the entity said farewell after three weeks of hanging out and chatting about, you know, life. The need for mass spiritual reawakening civil wars promising to visit john bell's most direct descendant in 107 years the year at that point would have been 1935 and the closest living direct descendant of john bell at the time was a nashville physician dr charles bailey bell dr bell then wrote himself a book about the bell witch published in 1934 that doesn't really make any sense because it would have been 1935 that she showed up interesting huh huh uh, and no follow up to the book was ever published. So he published it before she showed up, blah, 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 and Sa- then,
0: saying that she would visit him in a year. Basically.
1: Exactly. But there was no follow up and he died in 1945.
0: So yeah. Cash grab. Boom. But like there is a book that this guy wrote.
1: Yeah, them. there are tons of books, but that guy specifically did write one. And oh, I think it's okay. called like my family trouble.
0: Right, I just want to make sure so so no other books are written about the subject. This is based on this guy's record of his family.
1: Uh yes. Pretty for the most part.
0: Okay
1: then. Yeah. Huh. Um so to this day people still say that they hear people talking and children playing, and there can be candle lights that are seen across like the dark fields at night. Supposedly if you take pictures, there's like this place called the Bell Cave. Which is where the spirit supposedly came from. And that's where they were digging for the treasure and everything like that. And, like, you can go do tours there. Huh. Um, and in that area specifically, like, photography is, is really difficult. And, like, there's always a lot of mist and orbs of light. It's a cave. It's a cave. Yes. <laughs> um, there's tons of theories about what actually happened with the Bell Witch. Um, but nobody can really agree on what happened. But most people do agree that something really weird was happening at the Red Settlement in the early eighteen hundreds and there could still be something really weird happening there today. So wait, so are you telling me that the that the death you were talking about was just that guy that got slapped too much? <laughs> like <laughs> and, I was expecting way more dramatic. Oh no, I'm talking about this. the cat. The oh, is that what you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Technically, two confirmed deaths. The cat Interesting. and that guy. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Well, the
0: cat wasn't the witch's fault, though. That was... That yeah. was...
1: That's true. Yeah. John Bell Jr., technically.
0: Yeah, that was his stupidity of like, hey, what's this liquid? Perhaps we feed it to a living thing and see what it has.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I say John Bell Jr., I kind of want to say Jean Valjean. Jean like... John. Bel-John, yeah. <laughs> it's like, look down, look down. It's from Lay is Jennifer. Okay, I've seen Uncultured it. savage. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> I am.
0: Let's wait and see how the rest of that conversation is going to play out. So again, let, let me reiterate: <laughs> this dude that wrote a book in the thirties, yeah, about his family history with this thing, his family is,
1: trouble. Yes,
0: his family trouble. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that really sounds like somebody accidentally got pregnant to me. But either way, <laughs> yes. So. This guy wrote this book uh-huh. about his family that no one can confirm. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, yes. That's accurate. That is an accurate statement. Uh, that, that's what uh, I'm
0: saying. Like, this <laughs> this whole thing is based on the, the, this one guy saying, this thing will be here next year, by the way, just you wait.
1: Well, and here's the other thing. Is that, so this book came out in the 30s, right? Mm-hmm. 34, and 34. Right? Yeah. Spiritualist movements at that point, like... It, it's still exciting. Like, people were still excited by it. And it's, it became, like, this really big local legend. It's a big thing in the South. There are tons of movies. The Blair Witch Project takes a lot of elements from this story. And so it's become, like, this pop culture phenomena to the point that, like, it's not even really just that story anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like...
0: Sure. Th- there's a lot of stories that mimic a lot of parts of this. Exactly. Best. But if they all trace back to a book that was written in the 30s, that makes perfect sense because that can be now the authority on this story. Uh-huh. Because it's the one thing that's...
1: The only thing that's, like, co- yeah. cohesive, coherent, comprehensive?
0: Possibly both. All three. Let's go with all three. The big Cs. All the big Cs, yeah.
1: So if we establish that the ghost is Shelby? <laughs> Yes.
0: I'm not a slappy old woman. What the fuck are you thinking here? (laughs) I
1: need to hear (laughs) your most... There's too many similarities. Can you please whisper some religious stuff at me right now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's lost for words right now. I I feel very on the spot.
1: (laughs) Sounds real creepy to me. That doesn't sound churchy at
0: all. Amen.
1: (laughs) That's all you need to do.
0: My voice only grows the more you pay attention to me, too, so there's that.
1: I love it. See? You are the Bell Witch.
0: Wow. I didn't expect my cover to be broken on the air. <laughs> here we are. Shelby,
1: you are my family troubles.
0: I'm the one what was that book written about. <laughs> Honestly, I read the book and it was shit, so I didn't go visit him.
1: Uh, well, that makes sense. Exactly. That makes sense. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the Bell Witch, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or you can always email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed the show, and Shelby, stay spooky. You too, Sarah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.